Hi, welcome to Convos with the Euros. I'm Daniel. And I'm Carla. We are a married couple sharing weekly conversations about God, family, ministry, and everything in between. Welcome back to another episode of Combos with the Euros. Hello, hello. We are so happy that you're here. Indeed we are. How are you doing today, Carla? Sorry, I just bumped my microphone. I am it's doing okay. good, Daniel. What? An interesting couple of weeks it has been. Oh my. Yes, it has been. So, um, a lot of updates. We're going to try to run through them so that we don't take up too much of the episode. Um, <clears throat> but Carla, you want to share uh, some health ones that we have going on with me specifically? Um, updates. So, hep updates. That sounds bad. Uh, yeah, sounds though, like hepatitis. So like health updates. No, we have a couple of things going on. So, um, you had surgery a couple weeks, not a couple weeks actually, a couple months ago, and it's mm-hmm. been giving you some issues. So big issues. Yes, we have that going on. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get that figured out and the whole shebang. Yeah. Um, but then you also had like kind of like a scare where we. We're not sure that your dialysis was working anymore. Right, right. Um, he does peritoneal dialysis. We mentioned this a lot, but you know, for those of you who might be listening for the first time, Daniel does dialysis at home as a result of having COVID and almost losing his life to it um, last year 2021. in 2021. Mm-hmm. So you do dialysis here at home. At home every day, and it uh, suits our lifestyle very well. Um, and unfortunately, we I, I, I caught a flu um or something some sort of a cold and i guess the symptoms that were being displayed through the flu kind of made us feel like um i was uh i was there was a buildup of toxins in my body and we were a little worried that the dialysis wasn't working anymore so we went straight to straight to the hospital yeah, we went to the ER because there was a huge possibility that you would have to go on hemodialysis. Dialysis, da, da, da. That was cute. <laughs> hemodialysis, which is you would have to go in center to do that, or possibly you could. There was a chance you could do that at home as well, but it definitely Correct. does not, in our opinion and for our lifestyle, it doesn't offer quite as a, enough freedom as it works for some people, does. but we just don't want to. Yeah, we were not interested in that Mm-mm. at all. So anyways, <laughs> to make the long story short, a lot of health issues, um, a lot of, you know, back and forth with a lot of doctors. We had a visit with the transplant center. Yep. We did a video on YouTube about that. If you want to check it out. Link down below. It is linked. Um, but it's been an interesting summer. We would say for us, last year was really the hardest year of our lives. We really struggled, of course, with Daniel's health. And, you know, our lives completely did. They just, just turn upside down. 180, not 360. I was about to say 360. And in my head, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I would end up in the same place. Yeah. But all of that to say that this summer has been, last year was really hard. But this summer is slowly... <laughs> catching up to the hardest summer slowly ever slowly catching up like it's been a really difficult time very difficult babe tell them about your scooter because i think it's the cutest thing in the world so daniel has um just had some blood pressure issues which has been part of this really tough summer like we have been saying and so we are having the issue that every time he stands up he would start the blood pressure would drop and yeah. you even passed what, out is this systolic 
both and it's orthostatic like orthostatic vital signs like when he's sitting down his vital signs like his blood pressure would be okay and then he would stand up and boom it would just drop like a ridiculous amount to the point where he would start to pass out and he actually passed out twice on me the the third time i think no two or three times but the last time you passed out scared us enough that you ended up spending a night night. in the hospital and that was when you had that flu so it's been like crazy like in in this whole ordeal that daniel's been going through with his health in the last year and a half we had gone to the hospital no times until this summer for a year after you left the hospital we had no scares um so yeah unfortunately um i passed out and we had to spend the night at the hospital so that that was was the decision for the scooter daniel but I want you to tell from your perspective, because I think you in that he has a mobility scooter and I think it is the cutest thing. Let me tell you something, guys. It's kind of sad, though, but it's cute. I I love it. I was frustrated that we had to get to that point in my life um, because I feel like I've been going backward and it's it's been upsetting because I I was in the rehab center um, where they told me that I was going to have to come home in a hospital bed. I was going to be bedridden. I was going to need the wheelchair for a long time had all this medical equipment in the house. And now I feel like we're a year and a half out from all of that. And now is when I need the hospital bed. Now is when I need the armrest and all that stuff. I'm tired all the time. Um, And it's been a frustrating experience. Um, But this mobility scooter, Carla, oh man, it is a game changer. I love it so much Um, because, you know, uh, uh, my, my mother, she, she blessed us with, um, Bless me with uh, annual passes for my uh, for my birthday for Disney. I'm just like ecstatic because like what a magical place, you know, to go to. And <laughs> we get to go to all the time that I know Disney is like super um, controversial. controversial right now. And there's a lot of Christians. <laughs> but coming let us against be kids. It. But I'm going to be super honest. We're in a season of life where we need to clear our minds and go and like do something that's fun. And yeah. you're like a Disney family. Now, right. Which is really that. Enjoyed. We uh, like to travel up north to Tennessee, to Georgia, um, you know, and, and go like just in the mountains, in the open areas, open fields, Gatlinburg, stuff like that. And I, I just had a vision of you riding your scooter through an open field with like deer <laughs> in the mountains of Georgia. All right, Carla. <laughs> um, but like we want you to be able to do and I want to keep simpler up. hikes because there are some hikes out there that you can actually do on handicap accessible. Yeah, they are handicap accessible. Yeah. So like we did one to a waterfall and I would die today, like five steps in if I was to even try that. But it was paved. It was paved. I but mean, there was there stairs. Was stairs so, maybe, so I wouldn't have been not. able to. Um, <laughs> I mean, and you went down a step yesterday in your scooter. So maybe we just haven't tested the boundaries yet. We'll see. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it, it was really frustrating because like, I'm like, well, how am I supposed to keep up with everybody else? It's, it's, it sucks. It's not yeah. fun. And now I feel like I can't. Carla and I, um, we went to the mall. We spent like six hours at the mall yesterday. And it was Like awesome. teenage kids. And it was like, crazy. Ever since you've gotten sick, I, I wouldn't even say that it's been recent this summer. Like ever since you got sick, we wouldn't have been able to do something no. like that. Mm-mm. You did do Disney last year 
after you got sick, obviously, you've been home from the hospital for a few months, but like you were able to enjoy the day. Yeah. But it, I mean, it took so much out of you. And by the end that of the you day, paid for it. You really did pay for it. Yeah. By the end of the day, I was, my feet were And in that trip, I was tired. You refused to get a scooter or a wheelchair. Yeah. I think we still had our wheelchair at the time mm-hmm. and you refused to use it. So like this, it, it was coming down to this, I think, eventually. Yeah. But, you know, when I say he uses a mobility scooter, I don't want anyone to think that you don't walk at all. Like you do, but you just cannot do a day at Disney. Impossible. You can't mm. do. I mean, for some of us, we struggle and we <laughs> don't have a disability. Yeah. But like it, it's been amazing to go to the mall. It was life changing to be able to for you to keep up and not feel okay. like your burden because i think for you i mean you tell me like you felt like you weren't a burden and i think that was huge right um which you're not one of the biggest things is uh is feeling like embarrassed because i don't want people to you know just assume i am a bigger guy and i'm young and i don't want them to think well he's just lazy um and i guess that's kind of the point of uh, a little bit of the conversation we're having today um because i had to learn to understand the season that i'm in um, and it's a season of being in a place where um, other people might see something, but I know the truth. Um, I know what's really happening. I know what's going on. And I have to put my family and my home first. Um, so if Carla, you know, wants to go and spend a day at the mall, and I know physically speaking, it's hard for me to do that. How can I find a way to to accommodate? What what can I do? Like, um, and you know, obviously, strength building is is a part of the process, but that's gonna take some time. So, how can I use the mobility scooter, suck it up, and 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 don't don't be a be a man, you know? Yeah, um, and like a big <clears throat> topic around our household lately has been like. If you're disabled, that shouldn't be a reason to not go out and have fun and get to enjoy life, right? Right. And I and I think sometimes um, people think that if you're disabled, you should just stay home all day. I, I hate that. I, I hate so much that there's people out there with real disabilities and real struggles and feel like they don't have like there's such a burden that they mm-hmm. cannot go and enjoy these things. I actually watch these YouTubers. I'm a huge YouTube fan. This is why we have a YouTube channel. because I <laughs> love it. And I know yeah. it's going to grow someday. But um, and I know one day I'll get to look back at these conversations and be proud of it but yeah so subscribe hmm. that was that was your cue that was the cue yeah to go <laughs> um, shameless it's blo- a small channel right now it's tiny it's a baby but i know i know that it's gonna it's gonna get somewhere but anyways i watch these youtubers and you're gonna laugh at this daniel but you're gonna know who i'm talking about squirmy and oh, squirmy and scrub something like that they're there it's like a funny title to their youtube channel because mm-hmm. they both have a sense of humor and i love their relationship but it's a married couple and they're um I don't like saying interabled. Like I, the whole like ableist and like thing going on right now. Like, he's like handicapped, an argument. But she's not. Yeah, he's handicapped and he has um, muscular dystrophy and he is small, like in stature. We're talking mm-hmm. about like really, really small. Um, and he, of course, he's wheelchair bound. He is. He is quadriplegic and it all has to do with his disease and he's been in that condition his entire life Mm -hmm. um but his mind and everything works just fine and imagine that you know you don't have the ability to move or anything Mm -hmm. um and he got married like he got in a relationship and he got married and the whole thing is that when they go out in public like they do a bunch of real um yeah like reels and youtube shorts and stuff and of course a full youtube channel they answer a lot of questions about Mm -hmm. their relationship 
Um, and they get a lot of comments like, you're a saint to her. Yeah. They tell her, you're a saint. Yeah, and to I think him, I remember you listening to something like that. Yeah, I, I think I was playing it for you because I'm like, I, I, I feel like that sometimes. Like, maybe people might look at me and say, oh, she's a saint, you mm-hmm. know? But it's just that I'm living in a difficult season of life, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> just and then the thing is like people say she's a saint because she married someone in that condition and now she's of course his full-time caretaker but no she's just his wife yeah and just because i love i i love their dynamic because mm. just because he's in the condition that he is doesn't mean that they can't have romance that they can have a fulfilled marriage mm-hmm. um people call her a gold digger that one i was like are you kidding me oh, because that's he, he he is well off because he's a public speaker and uh-huh. He's uh, like a public figure and his yeah. YouTube channel's large and his following. And he, I think he has a few books. Like, you know, he's made something out of the worst struggle that he's right, ever gone right. through. Right, right. The and problems how, he's going through. I mm-hmm. think that's awesome. I mm-hmm. think I think more of us need to be educated in that sense of right. like, no, you know, yes, he's disabled, but you don't have to feel sorry for him. But I, I really I really like the whole um, don't take on this victim mentality. And I think that's huge. And you getting the scooter and getting out and mm-hmm. like. Like we're going to travel to New York City and we're going to vlog the whole thing, document the whole thing because we're traveling with a mobility scooter and a dialysis, dialysis machine. machine, a bunch of stuff. So it's it's going to be, be yeah, it's going to be it's going to be new for us. Definitely. Um, the times that we've traveled so far, it's been by car and, <clears> and our first time together as a couple on an airplane and yeah. I haven't been on an airplane. Daniel, I kid you not in almost 10 years. Um, it's been a while since I've been on a plane. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's the first time we traveled in, on a plane together, and it's accompanied with a bunch of challenges because we know, you know, we might have issues in TSA and mm-hmm. explaining what the machine is and mm-hmm. stuff. But it's it we're not going to stop loving trying life and, and, and trying and moving forward. We have to. Um, I'm not saying that, um, or I don't think we're saying that every day is perfect and there's sunshine and. You know, even when it's raining, we're happy to just to be home and be alive. No, there's days where I'm very, very upset. Yep. There's days where I'm very frustrated. And, and um, there's days where I'm questioning God, like, you know, you really put me through a lot and I'm still suffering. You know, is it is this ever going to end? Um, And I'm not saying that those days <clears throat> come few in between either. Sometimes they're here and they they're, they stay more than I wish they would. And, and they're longer than I wish they would. But what I do try my best to do is the days that the good feelings are there where I am grateful, where um, things do seem a little positive. I really take advantage of those days. Um, the same thing with, you know, when I'm feeling strong, really take advantage of those days. Um, you're storing. I feel like you're storing uh, memory. You're storing strength. You're storing um, happiness to pull from, you know, when you yeah. are when you're down in the dumps because i mean there are some days where the bad days and the bad times are almost outnumbering the good ones Mm -hmm. we we had a conversation the other day where we really felt that way we were like wow this summer has had more bad days than good days and it's not but but the thing is it makes those good days even more special i we actually had a conversation the other day and we in this podcast like that's the whole deal like we have these mm-hmm. really deep conversations sometimes that i'm like i wish other people were sitting here with this. just listening that was good yeah <laughs> that was really good but we were talking about uh how this situation that we have been through with you almost losing your life and all the craziness that we have gone through you've you've been through a tough thing before we spoke to uh earlier about your father's passing we've had mm-hmm. your mom on the podcast talk about her experience with that but 
for me, this is the hardest thing I have ever gone through. And I think you, from what you learned from your experience, have helped me walk through this a hundred percent. I got to honor you for that. But I have, I don't see the world the same. <laughs> Big time. I know. Like, I don't, I, 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 I don't so it's almost like a, a filter on my, like, I don't know how else to explain it, but it's almost like I see the world through a different lens, actually. I, I didn't think, know how to explain it. I think that's what tragedy kind of does to you. Yes. And it it changes your perspective to the point that it'll, it makes you sorrowful because obviously it got really bad and I've struggled with depression and anxiety. I I I'm, I admit it and I say it because I think other people need to know that it's normal to struggle even mm-hmm. when you have faith in God, but it's not normal to stay there. Right. That's that's where I'm going to draw the line. And I'm going to say it's not normal to stay in a place of depression and anxiety because we serve a big God and Amen. he can deliver us. That's right. Um, so it's not okay to just sit in that. But um, because of going through that, joy tastes different. Mm. Does that make sense? That, that makes a lot of sense. That's I, good. I, I, f- I have felt the pit of despair. And it's almost, I, this is going to sound so weird, but I almost feel bad for people that have never known true, hmm. true hurt, true <laughs> sorrow, because they don't understand joy. True joy. True joy. Yes. And it's not the same thing as happiness. I feel like it's the same way with, um, you know how people say you don't really know how much you love something until it's gone. Ooh, it, it is that feeling. Yeah. It is a lot like that. And I, and I, you know, it's funny because you don't want to go through something like this. I, I, what we, what we wouldn't give for this to not be real right now. Oh man. Right, Daniel? Like what we wouldn't give. And when I hear other people complaining up in it, and and I think sometimes people get uncomfortable. I I have felt that in this situation. And if you're someone going through a really difficult situation, whatever that loss or difficulty may look like, right? People get a little bit uncomfortable around you. What do you mean? Like when we were talking about our situation? No, just in general. Or just when they're around you. <laughs> yeah. In general. Especially when they're if they know, us. you know, yeah, they're like, ooh. They're like, that guy's like literally in like organ failure. <laughs> yeah. It's like his kidneys aren't working and he's in a wheelchair. Uh. That's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like people get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, just all kinds of people in our lives um, seem almost uncomfortable around us. And I think it's like, because they, they know we're going through like deep, deep pain. Hmm. And it's almost like they don't even know how to act around us. I feel like us. people feel like they have to be inclined to give words of encouragement. And you because don't. Because we're suffering. And you don't. Um, you can just, you, you can, I mean, I think one of the things that you can say is like, just acknowledge that you're going through something tough when, when, when you know, it's like you, you're talking to someone that just lost somebody or something. I think one of the best things that you can say, and, and I think you have to also come to terms that there's nothing that you could say that that's going right. to make anything like, better. Honestly, some situations cannot be made better. No, and sometimes maybe just a hate, um, like we're, we're about to go out right now, you know, um, let's go grab a bite. But before we go, like, I just want to let you know I'm I'm here for you and I'm praying for you. I'm really sorry about everything you're suffering with. Um, but, you know, if you want to talk, we could talk. If you just want to chill, we could chill. I think that's a big thing, like I a like big that. deal. A big deal because what you're doing is you're letting that person know that's suffering. Um, because, honestly, the person that is suffering, there's some days where they want all the attention in the world. They want to be pampered. They want to be babied. They want to be loved. And there's literally maybe that next hour 
They don't want to be left alone. They don't want anybody to talk to them. They don't want anybody in their face. Give them the option. Daniel, you just saying that literally, it's almost helping me understand what that feeling is that I get that almost people seem uncomfortable around me. Now I understand it because it is an absolute roller coaster. Mm -hmm. You have a It good changes. And that person that's suffering has the right. At the end of the day, mm -hmm. they do. Because, Maybe. I mean, I, I've, I've decided to read Job. I know it took me almost two years of this situation <laughs> to finally say, maybe. Maybe I should uh, check on some suffering in this scripture. <laughs> Maybe I should see what that whole thing was about. What was in the secret sauce? Hmm. Um, but no, like I've been reading Job and the first thing that his friends do when they go to see him, by the way, Job is a man in the Bible um, whose story is real. And he went through it. He went through a really bad situation. Like mm -hmm. he was very wealthy. He had a lot of children. His children were well off. But it says that he was a very devout man to the Lord and that he would get up every morning and sac give the Lord a sacrifice on behalf of his children and ask for their, you know, for them to be forgiven of their sins and all these things. And it says that their children will be throwing parties all the time. And one of these parties, all of his children die. The house collapses. The house in collapses itself, and, and they the die. die. Then these raiders come in and kill all of his livestock. So now he has no money, no kids, which of course in their culture was huge. You needed mm -hmm. livestock to be wealthy and you needed children to inherit it. So like now he has nothing on top of it. Um, finally he gets sick Yep, boils <laughs> with horrible boils. It says that he would have to crack jars of clay and use the shards to scratch his skin. And then at one point his wife just looks at him and says, curse your God and, and die. die. Daniel, if you said that to me, <laughs> I would probably do. No, I'm kidding. But like, you know, he really went through it. And the first thing his friends do is, is tell him, <laughs> the first thing his friends do is tell him, well, what did you do wrong that you asked God what you did wrong? Mm. Like, how messed up is that, bro? Mm -hmm. Like, this dude is going through it. And his friends, the first thing they do is like, well, I, they, they're trying to find a solution. Yeah. There's no solution. Bad things just happen. And it actually turned out that it was the devil who caused technically all of it because he went up to god and said and god said look at my job my servant job don't you think he's amazing and he said well he's amazing because you've given him everything, him he's, everything ever he's ever wanted yep. and then god said okay then let's take it all away and let's see if he remains and he did mm. he did i mean he got to a point where he was cursing the day he was born <laughs> and literally there is a verse where he's like curse the day i hope it turns into darkness and i wish it, i wish i was born dead he literally said i wish i was a stillborn trigger warning i'm sorry but like he literally says those words that's how bad it gets you know how bad you have to get to say something like that and then his friends just judge him and now i understand it's a roller coaster daniel it is one day you're gonna feel good one day you're gonna feel terrible the next day you're gonna feel bitter and it's and and the thing is not many people are willing to get on the roller coaster and it's with not you. even no they don't want to write even, it it's not even that you go from sadness to happiness sometimes you go from sadness to happiness to bitterness to anger to frustration, to All empathy. Things. Like you'll switch between so many different emotions and people, people don't want to, people don't want to uh, keep up. Um, and you know what the truth of the matter is? If <clears throat> other people can't keep up with your roller coaster of emotions, that's not your responsibility. They are not your responsibility. Um, you have to worry, especially like for me, I have to worry about my home. Um, the only one I need to be able to convey my how I feel daily to is my wife. Um, 
I honestly don't feel like I owe the rest of the world an explanation sometimes for, you know, hey, I'm just not having a good day today. Uh, and I think that's okay. I think when you go through something this rough, right, you're in renal failure and, and you have also other chronic conditions as a result. Mm-hmm. When you go through something this bad, you have to almost, um, selfish is not the word, but you have to prioritize your home. And if, if you're someone who's not married, like it can look so different. Yeah. Um, but if you're like us, we're married, we've had to prioritize. And it's really hard because like we mentioned before, we like to travel. We like to be at events. Very adventurous. We like, we're, we are, we never like from the moment we started dating, do not know the word to be still no our first date was like an hour and a half from home i was like where's this dude taking me yeah, i was like yeah never <laughs> taking like, you back low-key am i being kidnapped right now because we're going in the opposite direction. you were a grown woman carla kidnapped is you're right i would have fought you <clears throat> there you go i could have i can escape any kidnapping let me sure. tell you um <laughs> let me not invite that upon my life but <laughs> no for real like we we don't we don't know we didn't know what it was to chill we don't know that word and, it, and, and it, we've had to learn that in the season oh yeah Oh, yeah. Like right now, like, like that's all we do. The art of saying no. <laughs> it's hard. And for months after you left the hospital, we were go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Like we were we were like, I think a month and a half after you got out of the hospital. If that driving to Miami in my what are we doing in Miami? What, what are we doing? My driving and you drove. That's the, that's the crazy part. Yeah, I was still Daniel using the wheelchair and the walker. And some I drove. eye. Um, he's lost some of his eyesight. Yes, he's still allowed to drive. He's not legally blind, but he's lost um, peripheral eyesight on his left side because of a uh, optic nerve stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, I'm telling you, I've, I've learned about things I don't even know were possible with this. <laughs> yeah. But but we were like over there in Miami and you drove because I'm scared of Miami traffic and you were over here driving through the highway and the crazy stuff and exits that happen in miami and it's almost like what what like we're, we're so crazy but i think in this season we put we pump like the brakes yeah we said okay we're burning out we need to calm down like yeah. you need to know your season i think that's the big topic for today like it is <clears throat> you need to know where, where not you're just at. not just personally like like what we were talking about right now driving to miami and stuff like that and we're taking a break here ministerially speaking um and maybe you are not married yet or anything like that. And maybe uh, relationally speaking, mm-hmm. know the season that you're in. If you are in a place where maybe you just got out of a really, really poor relationship. And yes, the prospect of another relationship is on the horizon. And it seems like a great idea, but you still feel like you're not fully healed. Um, and you're going to bring in a few damaging qualities or uh, mindsets. Um, to this next phase in your life, maybe it's the wise thing to take a step back and and know the season that you're in. Um, talk to somebody, find some help. Um, maybe not just yeah. in a relationship, but ministerially. And maybe getting back on the horse, like Carla and I have had to um, to have a lot of conversations here at home, um, and then with ministers as well in regards to getting back to ministry um, and working and working hard. Um, you know, we're, we're wanting to, we're wanting to, um, to give again, um, because that's who we are. But we've been doing it for so long. So, I mean, 
Daniel and I are ministers with the Assemblies of God, Mm -hmm. but we have been in the altar. I mean, for me, since I was 14 years old, I think around the same time for you. Mm -hmm. We don't know anything but altar ministry, worship team, youth ministry, events and conventions and services. We don't know anything different. And so when we had to just stop this year, and not only that, like we've almost had to stop a little bit too. I mean... Like for me, it's been transition after transition since I was in college. Like I got into Mm. the nursing program. I'm a registered nurse and I got into the nursing program. Um, And it's almost like been nonstop since then because my life changed at that point. And I couldn't give the thousand percent I was giving before because I had to go work part time. So that I have, you know, gas money and all these things for college. And then I had clinicals. And then after that, I graduated and I'm working full time. So it's almost been like nonstop trans. Let, by the way, that's your twenties. Like mm-hmm. we could do a whole episode about that mm-hmm. because I feel like you get in your twenties and you're like, Oh my God, I got to do everything. Yeah, and I, I have know. to have it all figured there's out no by time. the time I'm 30. Calm the heck down. Yeah, there's time. I've had to learn to calm down. I, I went so hard the first half of my twenties, the second half I'm like burnt out. Like you, you, you second half of my twenties. I feel like I'm in my forties. I mean, I, for real, it's like we ha- we have encountered a lot yeah. in our twenties. Yep. But it's 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 knowing that okay, you take off the pressure. The one in control is God. That is one thing I do struggle with a lot. That thought that you and I have struggled with things that people will spend an entire lifetime never having to deal with. Especially you. I mean, <laughs> Daniel. You have been through so much. Like the fact that you're still standing and that you're still faithful to the Lord. I'm sitting right now, but amazing spiritually, Daniel, spiritually. But like, I have to commend you because I, I mean, you've been through things that mo- like you said, most people will never encounter in their entire lives. And you're here and you're sitting. Just I did that for you. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but you're here and like you're you still love God. You, you yeah. don't you don't harbor anything against him. Not to say you haven't had moments where you're like, God, I really don't want to serve you. Anymore. Yeah. But I won't because I. I don't want to go to heaven. Yeah. But I, because I, I know you're real and I know you have something, Something. but like, I think that takes pressure off of us. What do you think about that? Big time. Um, because it's something that, that we've had to, we have to learn here as Christians, as, as servants. Um, we have to become accustomed with the fact that there is a great reward. And sometimes the reward or the biggest reward, the biggest, the, the cusp, the, the creme de la creme is going to be our, our, our heavenly place. Um, so it's not to say that we can't, um, have things, uh, that be joyous while we're here, but I do have an eternal hope. And that's the one thing I can count on. Um, the one thing that I'm like, you know what, this is for eternity, you know? So, Yeah. yeah. It it's it takes pressure off of us of like having to figure out what comes next or mm-hmm. it's just you know what I'm gonna take a pause and I'm just gonna kind of sit here and wait for God to tell me what to do or or for God to show up because sometimes I, it's he difficult. does and it, that is super difficult I think we are so programmed to make our own way mm-hmm. and especially in the American culture if I can be honest like, I did it my way yeah yeah you you had to make a way for yourself yep. You know, you have to make money. You have to do this. You have to do that. But I think, you know, as Christians, we we need to be careful with that mentality because I think we really need to understand that God is in control. I listen to what he like prosperity will come to me when I just obey what he's telling me to do. I want to be prosperous. I want to be blessed. But, you know, we need to learn to just say, 
I'm just going to follow God and then those things will be added on to you. That's me. right. That's that what the Bible good. says. And all these will be added on to you. Just obey him. He is a God who looks to bless. He, to give. He yes. He, he, no man can curse what God has blessed. That's right. You know, so I, I think what we're trying to say today is, you know, like, honestly, if you're going through a really tough situation, we want to tell you, we know, we yeah. know what it's like. And we, and we might not know exactly to a thousand percent how you feel, but we, we know. We can, we can, <clears throat> we can kind of relate, you know, to the struggle. And we also want you to understand that um, maybe you're not in the season where you can give full force like you used to. That's also okay. It's take okay to break. step back. And you need to take care of yourself because, you know, what is it worth to lose yourself in trying to save the world? Mm. But you're not the savior of the world. Jesus is. That's so right. just, just do the thing that he wants you to do because that is what you will have to be accountable for, not for mm -hmm. the million things that you thought you had to do <sighs> or the good. thousand people you thought you had to please. That's like, good. No, just, just do the thing that the Lord asked you to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all you're going to be judged for, quite, honestly, quite not, honestly, not for the things you thought you had to do. Yep. That's good. But we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. It was a nice talk. <clears throat> yeah. I know it's been a few weeks since our last episode, but it's been a few hospital visits and a few crazy things going on. But we are just so happy to be able to tell you, you know what? You're going to be okay. And yes. uh, it, it's okay. You know, Thank like. Thank you guys for listening in. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.